Hey everyone, great to have you join me uh, today. Hey, listen, we're going to get a glimpse into the apocalypse. And listen, if you know Jesus, you're going to be glad that you are not going to be here for this. And so we have our great hope, our, our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, because he's forgiven us. He's going to call us home. Hey, listen, before we get this glimpse into the apocalypse, uh, just a real quick reminder, hey, like and share this video. And... Uh, that really helps us to get the word out and really appreciate that. Also on uh, June 15th, 16th, uh, that Friday, Saturday there, I'm going to be in Wisconsin with Don Perkins. You can check out the information on the events page of hopeforourtimes.com and also on the app. And uh, in July 21 and 22, I'll be in San Diego, San Marcos area of San Diego, California. And then at the end of August, August, uh, I think it's 25 and 26, I will be in Texas. Uh, both of those are Hope for Our Times conferences. So I have a lot of guest speakers joining us. It's going to be great. In fact, two completely different sets of speakers at both conferences. Uh, so it's going to be a terrific time. Check them all out on the events page. They do require registration for those. Okay, let's get a glimpse into the apocalypse. So uh, let's think of this. One of the beauties of Bible prophecy is that it gives us a glimpse behind the scenes of world events in the end times. It removes the curtain and allows us to see what's connected to what. This is invaluable to anyone trying to understand what's happening in the world, and we need to understand that things are connected and what some of those interconnections are. Now, before we get going, I also want to uh, just remind all of us of this. So, the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the word revelation comes from a Greek word, apocalypsis, and it means apocalypse. So apocalypse doesn't mean uh, all the disaster that's going to happen. What it means is to reveal or to unveil. What it reveals and what it unveils is the glory of Jesus Christ, his past, present, and future, and how world events are going to unfold that lead up to his second coming. And that's what gets everybody freaked out. It's the world events. And listen, people want to blame God for what is coming. God warned us this is going to come. Satan looks to wreak his havoc on this planet, and God judges this world according to the way that he says he's going to. But at the same time, Satan is also using very wicked men on this planet to manipulate things. And so let's see how this unfolds. So the Bible gives us... Just as one of the things, we're not going to look at everything, but just one of them. The Bible gives us, uh, as a sign of the end times, Revelation chapter 9, verses 20 through 21, uh, just one of them, where it describes the world right after the sixth trumpet during the tribulation. At that point in history, humanity will have already experienced, get this, the seven seals uh, and six of the seven trumpet judgments. And I'm going to summarize it like this. Things will be horrible. The world will be in chaos and clearly in need of help. But the scripture says the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons. Get that, that they should not worship demons. Remember that. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Right? We're seeing all of these things increase. But let's just think of this. I'm going to focus on this one thing for just a minute. The world we're headed toward 
will feature heavy worship of demons and embrace sorceries. Uh, in the original Greek, that word is pharmakia, the word for sorcery. And that's where we get English words like pharmacy and pharmaceutical. It refers to occult practices, uh, but also to the use of drugs and other mind-altering substances. It's used twice in Revelation and once in the book of Galatians. It's not a coincidence that in Revelation chapter 18, for example, the same word is used to describe the great men of the world that will be destroyed in the final bowl judgment. Now listen to this, because, as Revelation chapter 18, verse 23 tells us, says this. In fact, I'll put it in context. As God is judging the world, the final bowl judgment, it says this, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And, this, and the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp, this is chapter 18, verse 23 of Revelation. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants, get this, were the great men of the earth, and by your sorcery, or by their sorcery, all the nations were deceived. Wow! And get this, very next verse says, verse 24, And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints, and all who were slain on the earth. Wow, okay, so by the, by the pharmakia, all the nations were deceived. Okay, that, this is the big deal. Uh, it also says, the blood of the saints was found in her. Uh, the prophets, the blood of the prophets was found in her. What's that? Listen, anyone who proclaims the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, Old Testament and New Testament, proclaiming the truth, because it flies in the face of all of this, including the pharmakia, right? So let's get going, because there's a lot that we're going to connect here, not just that. So today... Uh, we're experiencing the greatest drug epidemic by Big Pharma, uh, from opioids to drugs and other, method, uh, other methods, excuse me, in which we are told we'll make sure we don't get sick or catch whatever the latest virus is. But also, there are other drugs of choice. Some have traces of fentanyl, uh, which is killing young people at an alarming rate, or pot that is hybrid and much stronger than the pot of 30 years ago, and, and of course, they're psychedelics. So these things are like a big fire and heavy winds blowing through town after town, leaving death and destruction in its wake. But we only see the surface damage. Most of this fire's destruction is happening beneath the surface, destroying the infrastructure that makes civilization possible. And it appears that you can add demon possession or at least significant demonic influence into every aspect of our culture from the arts and entertainment down to the people on the streets. As such, consider homelessness. Look at people wandering the streets. Look into their faces. In an overwhelming number of cases, it's because of an addiction to a mind-altering substance. And from some of my encounters, I would guess not just mental illness, uh, but some are likely even demon-possessed. Now consider that again as we began uh, from the beginning, Revelation chapter 9, all the different things that the people refuse to repent of, worship of demons, sorcery, a.k.a. pharmakia, sexual immorality, and on down the list. 
But it's only going to get much worse after the rapture. But let's continue, all right? So in Los Angeles, for example, homelessness has become a major crisis. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development estimates, uh, estimates excuse me, that the homeless population in the city to be around 70,000 people, double what it was just five years ago. Other organizations estimate that the number is 85,000. That's not including the city surrounding Los Angeles. Listen, I'm two hours out of Los Angeles, and we have the effect of it because L.A. is too crowded. So they come here. City officials fear that when they host the 2028 Olympic Games, the number will exceed 100,000. But if present trends continue, that number will likely be something along the lines of 150,000. Now, I want you to consider that 150,000 homeless people. How big is the city where you live? Many of you are watch this in cities that are quite small. I mean, imagine this. This is the reality of where this world is. But again, we're going to continue because we're going to get a glimpse behind the curtain here in just a second. Usually, when a city hosts the Olympics, they find ways to hide anything that might look unsavory. But how do you hide 150,000 people living in tents in some of the city's most prominent locations? Listen, personally, I believe, I think back to the days of Hitler, he had a solution for the homeless problem. It was eliminate them. I think it's just a matter of time before these people who run these cities the real evil, they're evil people that are running these cities. Um, their true colors are going to come out. They're going to be like Hitler. They'll solve the homeless situation. And it's not going to be the way they promised now. So uh, let's continue. Homeless encampments that traditionally existed along Skid Row uh, now have exploded out across the city. Officials uh, clean up one area, but the homeless are still homeless and they have, have to go somewhere. Uh, so they just move to another area. And more and more, streets look like a post-apocalyptic movie. Think of this. Now, let's get a glimpse, right? We can look now, and we can start to peek behind the curtain of what's coming after the rapture. Think of this. People die every night and are simply hauled away the next day. Destroyed lives litter the city sidewalks and park, uh, uh, parks. Andy Bales, chief executive of Skid Row's Union Rescue Mission, lost one of his legs due to an infection he received because of his daily walks through the area with his ubiquitous uh, human fecal matter. I mean, you look at that and just go, that's just absolutely disgusting. And he says the only reason he does this is to minister on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, man. Uh, for another glimpse into what's coming, though, think on this, right? California, like a lot of other states, has a growing problem with hit-and-run drivers. So, Ken, you think of the apocalypse. The, the, the judgment part of the revealing of what's coming. Uh, some are calling this hit-and-run issue an epidemic. According to a Svandi Law Group, a whopping 50% of all traffic accidents reported in greater Los Angeles are characterized as hit-and-run, 50%. There are other problems that seem separate on the surface, such as the educational system. Schools are not working. Student learning continues to fall further and further below what it was just a few years ago. Standardized test scores keep falling even though those tests keep on being made easier. We see a massive increase in drugs available to students, pharmacia, and in drug use among their parents. It's making a terrible difference. Add to these things 
uh, when you think of the apocalyptic world, violence is increasing, lawlessness is abounding, but not like it's going to. Not the way the Bible says, not the way Jesus said. Jesus gave us the warning signs because the warning signs point to the great news, the good news, Jesus is coming. But think of this, in Germany, incest is being communicated as a fundamental right. Folks, this is absolutely um, sickening when you start to see what is going on. You go, okay, is this demonic? I, I believe it is. Zero Hedge reported on five economic disasters that are happening right now. Uh, listen, this is what the Bible tells us is coming, and we're seeing everything develop right now. I personally believe the only reason why we haven't had a full-on explosion of this is because the restrainer. Uh, Jesus is holding everything back by the power of this Holy Spirit. Listen, the restrainer is going to be gone. We're going to be raptured, and it's gonna, these things are just going to blow up in an alarming rate. Listen, if you don't know Christ, I suggest that you ask him to forgive you of, the, of your sins because uh, man, it's going to be bad. Well, listen, if you look at the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 6 tells us even more about what is coming. It tells us this, when you come to the sixth seal, there's going to be stars falling from the heaven to earth like a fig tree that drops its figs late in season when it's shaken by a mighty wind. There's going to be a great earthquake. The sun's going to become black as sackcloth, and the moon's going to become uh, like blood red. So we have this apocalyptic look at everything. And then we have the different trumpet judgments, where all vegetation is struck, and mingled with blood as hail and fire uh, fall to the earth, and a third of the trees are burned up. And then you have where the third of the seas are destroyed, and the ships are destroyed. You have the waters struck also. You have wormwood. Uh, Revelation chapter 9, verse 11, where a third of the waters become wormwood, and many men die uh, from the water because it's made bitter. Uh, people say we have this picture of this nuclear holocaust that's going to happen on the planet during the time of uh, the apocalypse, too, or the, the, the judgment of the world. Listen, I personally believe that is part of it. The stars falling from the sky volcanoes erupting, massive earthquakes causing the mountains to crumble. Listen, we are being prepared and God is using the current events right now from the economic catastrophes that we keep witnessing. Listen, the Bible tells us that there's going to be such economic catastrophe that globally it's going to be a day's wage just to buy a loaf of bread. But the people at the top, the elite class, they won't be harmed by it. They're, they're the ones who are calling the shots, by the way. So we have all of these different pictures of all these things that are going. The vegetation being struck where a third of the green things are burned up. The seas being struck where a third of the ships on the seas are destroyed. Wormwood hitting the planet. And then you get to chapter 9, which I opened up with. And what do we have in chapter 9 of the book of Revelation? This demonic creatures that are going all over the planet. Stinging people. Some people are going to wish they died. But all those who are not sealed by the seal of God are going to be stung by these demonic creatures wishing they could die, but they can't. For five months, they're going to wish they could die. They won't even be able to commit suicide. Listen, and then it just gets even worse when you have the 200 million demons that come up out of the, uh, from underneath the Euphrates River. And then you have Antichrist who turns to wreak his havoc on this planet because the Bible tells us that um, the devil knows his time is short. 
Wow. And then you go to the mark of the beast. And there's even more. Listen, you look at all of these different things that the Bible tells us are coming. And then you look at even pharmakia, even the demonic activity. And people say, oh, that's just nonsense. How can you put all these things together? You're just making these things up. No, the Bible told us this. It's not a coincidence that everything is happening exactly as the Bible said it was going to happen. It's also not a coincidence that it hasn't just completely exploded the way the Bible tells us it will during that time of the apocalypse or the tribulation period. And that's simply this. It's because Jesus is holding everything back. The Bible tells us he holds all things together. And it's not going to happen until Jesus says, okay, the time has come. We're going to be raptured if you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I have friends that have told me, listen, I don't want to know Jesus now, and, and uh, this is what's going to happen. If the rapture really happens, and if there really is an Antichrist, and if there is, really is a, a tribulation period, then I'll receive Jesus then. Listen, just a little warning to you. If you can't say yes to Jesus now, what makes you think that you'll be able to say yes to him during the tribulation when everything is awful, and you are threatened with your life if you do not receive the mark of the beast. How are you going to, if you can't live for him now, how are you going to die for him, for Jesus, during the tribulation period? Listen, I want to encourage you. Repent of your sins. Ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. Surrender your life to him. It's up to you. It's on you to say yes to Jesus or to just reject him. But I encourage you to say yes to Jesus. He will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole globe. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.